Welcome back everyone. I am the mortgage maverick, Fernando John DeCunha, here to build your wealth in real estate, finance, and all other tangible items. Today I have a great guest with me. Um, this is his first time on the show. It is Jeffrey Green with Compass, one of the top agents in my area. Uh, Jeff actually reached out and we talk quite often, I would say almost yeah. daily, right? Yeah, sometimes. And uh, the topic came up of you joining me mainly because we are in an unusual market, which I've talked about to the viewers uh, multiple times now. Super aggressive market. Um, constantly going over steps to stay competitive. Mm -hmm. And we figured what we would do is, is the top three steps to actually have a low down payment um, or a low offer per se against someone who may be buying cash or have a significant down payment. And I think yeah. this hits home with a lot of buyers, right? And it's That's something right. where, you know, people when they go and buy real estate, it's never been historically shown that they're gonna to wanna to pay cash, right? You wanna yep. finance, especially with money as cheap as it is. Um, so why don't we just hop into it? We have our top three tips if you're putting a lower down payment to yep. actually get the offer accepted. So tip one, what do you recommend, Jeff? Where do you wanna go with this? Yeah, I mean, I think tip one is probably getting prepared you know, really setting yourself up for success with the homes you're gonna look at. So, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of have this grouped into a couple things, but basically be a little careful, you know, maybe if your budget is 450, maybe you're only looking at new homes on the market that are, you know, 400 to 410. So you just know you have that buffer to overbid on the price. That's a uh, great, that's a great yeah. aspect because people always, they talk to me, they get pre-approved. Right. And then they go top of budget, yeah. right? And then they're immediately, immediately yeah, yeah, and then immediately it's a bidding war. That's right. And now you're bidded out. So great way to start off. So, you know, just, I'm not saying don't look at the top of the budget homes, but just realize you don't have any room to overbid if you fall in love. So it's, it's. And it's an and, emotional process. <laughs> yeah, and especially, you know, with the conventional loan price market right now, it's yep. very competitive. So I'd say that's one uh, in the beginning there. And then also, you know, keep a real close eye on homes that are maybe three weeks on the market and don't have any offers because you know if you're you're gonna have more success without competition from your 20% down correct and then also correct. keep a real strong eye on um, on anything that comes back on the market or is a price drop because yep. again that's your sort of nice package of style of homes or not style but but you know group of homes that you're gonna be more successful with than your you know three days on the market you know, 40 showings, one house yeah. and 10 offers. Yeah, and I, and I think I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes, you know, I was talking with someone where a property was listed on a Friday by Sunday, they had 40 showings and eight offers. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is, is that people are always gonna, clients are always gonna buy homes, right? I mean, it's a basic necessity like food, clothing, stuff like that, water. Um, so people are gonna be buying, but, but I think the importance of this video is, is where you stack up, right? Because yeah. the tips that we wanna give you and to kind of coincide with, with tip one is like, I always you know, tell clients, if you wanna go towards that commitment letter, you wanna provide your That's pay right. stubs, your bank statements, you want me to review the file, which I do anyway when I pre-approve a client, but you want me to take it to underwriting, you want mm -hmm. me to get that commitment letter, that makes you a stronger candidate maybe to Jeff and I, right? And we're like, okay, now we know that underwriting at this lender is willing to finance you. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is the other side educated enough to then look at that commitment letter and say, I know what I'm looking at, right? Like yeah. this, you know, yeah, okay, this does hold more weight than well, than the other offer, you know? As you know, I, I do have a lot of listings and what, has, what also happens is when you, 
get these eight offers and you're bundling, you know, you're sort of stacking up where each, you know, the, the A pile, the B pile, the mm -hmm. C pile, mm -hmm. maybe if you have a 5% down there that's fully committed, you know, stands out. I, I mean, it, it'll stand out because the 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 losing the financing is not really a risk. I mean, the the person's vetted. Really, just the house has to come through on an appraisal. You need title appraisal. Yeah, and and I that's mean, basically you're it. gonna need title and CVO and all, and yeah, all that yeah. issues anyway. So, so from the from the down payment and the financing perspective, that that. It should help a lot if it, the message gets through to other agents yeah. and, other, and sellers. That's another I story. Agree. But I, I agree. And I think the importance is what we just mentioned, that education piece of it. That's right. You yeah. know, and looking at certain type of, types of listings, you know, agents like Jeff are going to point you in that direction. We've worked with a ton of clients together. That's right. You know, clients, when they get my information or if I'm giving them to Jeff, they're just a different type of client. They're not... You know, and I bring this up to some of the attorneys we know together and even mm -hmm. to some other agents, or even my wife, I bring it up. You educate to the point where they're not going at, they're not going to see properties and wasting their own time, your time, the seller's time, mm -hmm. looking at a home that's going to be in a bidding war that they can't afford. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I know that kind of sounds ridiculous, but like I've always mentioned, it is an emotional process and you want to stay within your, your, your lane, you know, per se. Right. Yeah, and I mean, look, there's nothing wrong with, with doing 5%, 10% down. It's just, unfortunately, in the market we're in today, you're up against, you know, more down payment and all cash buyers. You have people paying cash to take money out of their retirement yeah, and then to buy homes. And then they know, just finance the day after they close. I have a client, I, yeah, they do delayed financing and they just refinance, basically, and take the equity out. Yeah. I have a client right now who's buying a $1.5 million property, putting half down. Right. And still has more money to go full right. cash. Right. He's just like, I'm, ju I'm just only going to do half. Yeah. So tip number two is something that we call buying as is, right? And this is something where um, Jeff is going to elaborate on it, but it's basically you're going into the offer and you're just, you're not nickel and diming, right? You're just kind of right. saying, uh, you know, I'll take it as is. I'll take the property as is. So why don't we speak to that and how that could be really powerful? Sure. So, you know, most most deals are structured in a way where there's a handshake agreement on the price and then we head into a home inspection and you know that home inspection can bring up all kinds of small issues it can bring up some big issues as well but it, if you can get to a handshake agreement on the price and say look i understand i'm buying a used house i understand that there might be minor issues uh, there might be some windows that don't close properly or some gfci plugs and that aren't in the bathroom yeah and or it's just like look i'm gonna I'm, i'll take the house as it is i'm not going to come back and, and ask for repair requests and you can kind of label it as look strictly as is just go ahead and send the contracts out or you can also go in it as you know I'm, I'm i really would like to have a home inspection but i'm taking it just for informational purposes only as long as there's no let's say you know gross safety issues yep. or or yep. some kind of major capital improvement like a failed septic or or you know obviously a roof a roof or a, or yeah. a you know a foundation, foundation or, or something, something like, like that. that um and then you know obviously you can you may not want the house, or maybe it's uh, you know maybe you go back to the the seller for some some requests then. But they're going to get that no matter no matter what. Well, opinion. it's it's funny because I've seen this as is uh, kind of contingency more so now because you know traditionally in real estate markets you used to be able to like what Jeff said get an inspection, go back to the seller, negotiate. <clears throat> and actually, my wife and I have been burned a little bit on this over the years when we're negotiating on investment properties, where mm -hmm. we go in investment property, let's say listed for three hundred thousand, we're like, we'll give you two fifty, right? right? Right. And traditionally, 
like, well, okay, well, 290, <laughs> you know? Now that's not happening. The offer process is very different over the past year and a half. It's um, the as-is structure of a deal, if you're putting mm -hmm. lower down payment, brings you back in the game. Because now the seller is saying, I don't have to do anything. You know what? Yeah. Okay, the outlets need to be changed. Yeah. But to change an outlet, you know, it may only cost me a few dollars, but it's time. I don't want to do that. I just kind of want to leave the house. And like Jeff said, if there's no health or safety issues, you're good to go. You know, you should be able to get financing. And I know, also and think, close. you know, if you're a seller and you're sitting there and you have five offers and you want this done and you're like, you don't want to go back and forth, it's like, here's one offer yep. that is, it hits the price. Um, you know, and it hits the as is terms and they're like, look, literally I can call my attorney and this, this contracts can go out. Yeah. I mean, that may put you, you know, farther ahead in the pack. And that's yeah. a good thing about as is as well, what Jeff just said about contract. <clears throat> the thing is, is that contracts sometimes delay the process. Like yeah. I have, I have clients awaiting contracts right now and it's been two, three weeks. They're still waiting for a contract, yeah. you know, and when that's happening, what you're experiencing is you're, you're, you're not only experiencing the angst of not being legally obligated to buy or sell the home, right? right. So the seller can accept another offer, but yeah. you also have the fluctuation of the interest rate market, yeah, right? And that's usually not even thought of, right? Yeah. And, and like rates, just like, I mean, look at tech stocks. We're shooting this, you know, it's, it's towards the end of May, 2021. Tech stocks are all over the place the past <laughs> two weeks. That's you know, funny. it's like you're, you're having a heart attack if yeah. you own Tesla and all this stuff. So it's the same thing with housing rates. You know, you're you're waiting for that contract to be drawn up and signed mm -hmm. and your rate may have been 2.8 three weeks ago and now it's 3.3. Yeah. Now your buying power is different as well, right? And and there's remorse. So step two, buy as is um, or try to buy as is and submit yeah. the offer as is and I mean, try think, and get the contract quick. Yeah, just, you know, I would say if, if, you, if you can stomach it, just say, look, I'm going to have a home inspection, but I'm my word is, it's as is, please send the contracts out, I'll sign yep. them by today's Wednesday or Tuesday, I'll sign them by Friday, you know, and, and you my go. attorney's ready. I think that's uh, that's big for, I mean, if I, if I was on the sell side of a deal, I would definitely encourage, you know, that's a big asset. It, it's, I think it's even bigger with people who are older, older sellers, Yeah. you know, people who are maybe in their 60s, 70s, yeah, they, don't they have to stuff. hire people, yeah, you know, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're getting full ask, but you know, if you have to fix stuff, now you're not really getting full ask, yeah. you know, and it might be something simple like a GFCI outlet, but that may cost 500 bucks for an electrician to come to the house and do everything. You and, know? and look, I mean, we're not buying new homes and new subdivisions either. I mean, these are, you're buying a used home just yeah. as you were buying a used car I mean, exactly it's it's no i don't want anyone to get in a bad position if they're you know uncomfortable with it, it this is just a negotiating tactic yep to exactly get a roof over your head so finally we're at tip number three and tip number three i like to call our bonus buying tricks um now usually when you use the term trick it kind of seems deceiving but it's not it's no it's no. just another avenue for you to stay competitive in a low down payment situation That's right. so so why don't we start off we mentioned uh like a lease buyback yeah. and yeah. you know some other terms. So kick it off, Jeff. Yeah, so uh, there's a function you can offer a seller, especially a seller that you know maybe needs some time to figure out where they're gonna move or maybe they need to close on their house before they can close, they, can close, they need to close on the sale before they close on their purchase. Yep. Um, you know, you can offer, I, I usually offer it right out of the gate. I mean, it's called a lease back or a rent back. Um, and it's, it's very simple. It's, it's you offer the seller to stay in the house post-close for two weeks, 
up to, I think banks will allow up to like two months. Yeah. And I think that's Yeah, we allow 60 days. 60 days. We allow 60 days. And, and, you know, basically all all you're saying to the seller is, look, you close, you close when you need to close and you have 60 days after we close to have the check clear your bank account, close on your new house, find your rental, pay for your movers, do whatever you need to do. And I mean, just the, the headache that that saves a, 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 um, a seller is yeah. huge. I mean, it's happening more often too, especially because of COVID. Yeah, because of COVID. And and look, it's it's not like you're like, hey, here's my house. I mean, there are some there are some risks, but usually there, there's money left in escrow. Yep. And the attorneys hold money in escrow. And, and usually you're not happens. losing money as well. Like usually the 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 seller is paying at least your taxes and interest. Yeah. Sometimes they're not paying the principal. I mean, look, you can sweeten it however you want to sweeten it, but um, usually you're at least breaking even and you got to pay your own principal down. Yeah. Um, So that was one of them. And then the other one, which is new to me, and actually I've been using it a little bit more and more lately is, you know, if you're a 5% down buyer, keep in mind, you're going to have what? Three, 4% in closing costs. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, if you have the cash ready to go and it's, in your savings account, you know why not say, look, I'm going to get 95% financing, but I'm going to do a 8% contract deposit. You know, I'm this putting my money on the line. This is like I just is, heard this one a couple weeks ago. You and know, I think it's, it's great. funny. After how, how many years you've been doing this? Twelve years. Twelve years. So I've been doing this going on eleven. Right. Yeah. Never heard of this concept. Love it. I yeah. think it's great. Um, you know that three percent. It doesn't sound like much. But like basically what you're saying to the seller is, I am so committed to buying this property that I'm willing to give you and for you to hold not only my down payment, but also the closing costs. And then what happens is the money is just there. So maybe you have some variance of cash that's needed at closing, depending on taxes due. Maybe you get some money back. And stuff like that. Or maybe you get money back. Maybe the attorneys are like, okay, we collected too much. You were supposed to have, you know, 18 grand at closing. You gave us 20. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a check for two grand. It's almost, it's, it's a cool concept because it kind of takes that pressure out of the equation. Like, well, am I going to have enough money at the end? Only, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not only so, that, you're locking up your money. So there's no question of there's not no having question. cash That's, to close. I, I love that on the financing side because yeah. I will tell you, that is a conversation. I know this <laughs> sounds crazy. That extra $500 gift that you needed. Let me tell you, I have back. this conversation. It has to be daily about clients moving money around. And the first thing I do when I speak with a client is I send them something I created called the 10 things not to do when you're <laughs> buying real estate. Um, and, and it actually applies when you're refinancing real estate too. But the tips, one of the tips is, is don't do lavish spending. Right. You know, don't have lavish spending. You know, don't go out of your norm of what you typically spend. Try and save as much as possible. Aggressively safe because yeah. that number may change. We may anticipate you're going to be 20 grand out of pocket, mm-hmm. you know, but then all of a sudden you got to pay oil that's at the house. That's right. You got to pay maybe for a survey that you mm-hmm. didn't originally think you may need. Now all of a sudden, instead of 20, it's 22. Yeah. But you've been buying Starbucks at $8 a pop every day and now you have no savings. Well, know? I mean, so. also, I, I mean, this is your your end of it, but also, I mean, the banks need to verify you actually have the money, what, like a week before closing or something? Like they, yeah, they so want to see your bank account. I usually say uh, traditionally, you know, you, you really want it no no later than seven business days to closing, Got right? You. Because because that gives me some lead time, yeah. right? Now I see you have the money. This right. comes up a lot if you're liquidating stock yes, or retirement right. funds. You know, I just had a conversation earlier today and the guy was like, listen, I don't want to sell out of my positions right now. I was like, you have some leeway, but you need to, I told him, I actually told him 10 business days just mm. to be safe, but I usually say seven to ten business right. days because I need to see the money be with you know being withdrawn and then actually deposit into a liquid account 
And it has to go right personal text. to personal too. I had this correct to me too. Yeah, you can't Where go business you can't to personal. Go, uh, can't do can't do that. You can't if you're using business assets, that's a whole nother ballgame. Right, right. You gotta that's pay a whole yourself nother ball game. Your w, you know, pay yourself on payroll and then Exactly. Like, so this is why what Jeff says, I love the concept. I think mm -hmm. listen, prepay your stuff. You show up, yeah. make sure you work your wrist out, sign everything the day that you close. You're done, Joe. Maybe you get some money back. Maybe you have to bring a little money here and there, but it's nothing out of the, you know completely out of the norm. And I mean, look, I think if you're up against some 10% down buyers and you're 5% down, and you come to the table with the commitment letter and the eight nine percent deposit contract deposit, I mean, I would take it seriously. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you were a little higher on the price, a couple grand, and and as is, I would I you know and I would the, sweat. Yeah. And the good thing is, is like if you're working with someone like Jeff, mm -hmm. which means just work with Jeff. If you're if you're if you're working with someone like Jeff, that conversation is going to be had. I would assume saying yeah. to the to the to the listing agent. By the way, we're doing eight percent. Five is for the down payment, and but we're gonna we're gonna kick in another three. Right. You know, just so you guys really know we're committed and the money's going to be there. That's that takes that risk out of it. I love. It. Yeah. I think it's great. I'm actually going to start telling clients to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's a makes genius. Makes your life easier. It makes my life... Less bank statements to look through. <laughs> it, it's true, dude. I mean, I have to source money all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and people really don't... You know, if you're watching this, the biggest thing is, and I, I, it's, it's tried and true, and I've told people a million times, listen to your professionals. Yeah. You know, don't... It's like, it's like going to a doctor and then comparing it to WebMD, right? There's going to be uh, some, some misleading information on the internet, but... A professional will tell you is, you know, limit spending, make sure that you have the funds available. Mm -hmm. And this allows you to kind of take that whole equation and just say, I, I, I have the money. I know it because this other person is holding it. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I love it. I cool. love it. Um, so this was the top three tips from two top producers, Jeff Green with Compass, Fernando the Mortgage Maverick Tacuna. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to ask Jeff any questions or follow him on uh, social media, What's your handle? Uh, Jeffrey.green at compass.com. Yep. That's his email. Uh, social media, probably Instagram's the best, but I would email me uh, if you want a fast, fast response, but it's yep. Jeffrey underscore, underscore green underscore New York. There you go. On Instagram, same thing for Facebook. And um, yeah, I mean, just call me on my business line, 845-350-350. Uh, 2990. Oh, I think that's the right one. You have I'm too many to phone again. numbers. Yeah. You have too many He's phone gonna numbers. He's going to post it in the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> You'll have it in the notes. <laughs>